They say that a mind is a terrible thing to waste. Well, generally, that's a true statement. But in this case, there really isn't much mind left in D. Scott's head anyway, so the only thing we're really wasting here is your time. Welcome inside the mind of D. Scott. Ladies and gentlemen, we are experiencing technical difficulties. Please stand by. All right, what's going on? It's D. Scott. Yeah, I know. It's been so long since I've actually done one of my Inside the Mind of D. Scott podcasts, so I figured I had some time to kill today, uh, so I would drop a couple of minute episode here, 15, 20 minutes, whatever I decide to talk, or how long I decide to talk. Uh, I appreciate you listening. I definitely do. I don't know if anyone's been starving for me to come back and do more podcasting on my own. I'm involved in a bunch of different podcasts at this point. Okay, and by a bunch, I mean there's two other ones. I'm still involved in Psychic on the Scene, which uh, I was involved with, you know, the last time I did this, and I've talked about it on the show before, and also now doing uh, a podcast called The Undisputed Podcast with Bobby Fish. Uh, If you are a professional wrestling fan, you may have heard the name Bobby Fish. He was with NXT. He was with AEW. Uh, He's done some boxing and stuff like that. So we're actually on the premier streaming network. I mean, you can listen to the podcast wherever it is you're listening to this podcast right now. But also, if you want to watch it, because we do a video podcast as well, it's all one and the same, but it's on the premier streaming network which uh, you can subscribe to, which would be extremely helpful to us. It's a, it's a paid subscription, but a lot of great combat sport and pro wrestling stuff, podcasts and shows and matches and a lot of stuff you can't really see. So we're on there as well, uh, which is actually why I'm in the building today. It's Saturday the 18th. I'm recording this right now. Um, we have, a, we have an interview uh, this afternoon, early this afternoon, where he is. It's going to be like morning time. But we're talking to Rampage Jackson. So if you're a UFC or combat sports guy, you know who Rampage Jackson is, right, from the fighting world. And, of course, he was also in uh, the A-Team. That's right. He was in the A-Team with Bradley Cooper and Liam Neeson and Jessica Biel. Uh, highly underrated movie, by the way. I watched it this past week. Um, Really spend time with it. Like, I've watched it in the past, but I actually sat and watched the whole thing. And I really enjoyed it. I thought the, the cast was phenomenal. I'm an, I was a, I'm an 80s kid. Like, I grew up watching the A-Team with Mr. T and, you know, all the B.A. Baracus and, and Face, Baracus and Face and Murdoch and Hannibal. And it was like, it was, it was fun to watch. So we're talking to uh, Rampage later today. That'll be on the uh, Premier Streaming Network Monday and also available wherever you listen to your podcast as well. The Undisputed Podcast with Bobby Fish, if you want to check that out. Uh, some other guests we have coming up on that show. We're going to talk with Jake the Snake Roberts, which is pretty awesome. You know, WWF, WWE Hall of Famer, legendary in the wrestling business. Uh, we have Kenny Florian coming up. We've talked to Eric Bischoff, Buff Bagwell, Matt Taven, some really, really high profile big name guests on that on that podcast but uh like i said i wanted to come in just kind of bs here on mine for a little bit so um a lot of stuff has happened since the last time that i dropped a, inside the mind of d scott we got new champions in the nfl congratulations to the uh the kansas city chiefs the game was awesome halftime show was mediocre i guess but you know it was still Rihanna, and it was still a, it was it was fun to see her do her thing, and then you know, of course, the the announcement of her being pregnant comes out afterwards because for the first time in the history of the internet and rumors, uh, they were true because everyone's like, oh my god, I think Rihanna's pregnant, and nothing had been announced, so we kind of forced the hand for her rep to uh, announce her pregnancy. So congratulations to Rihanna, by the way, on baby number two with ASAP Rocky. Um, 
The game was fun. I know a lot of people are upset about the holding call at the end of the game, and you hear a lot of, you can't call that there, and, and you, you can. You can call it there just like you can call it. Like Penalties are still penalties, whether it's the last minute and a half of the game or not. Like, and the guy that did the holding said he held the guy and was like just hoping that the ref didn't call it. And the ref did. So did the ref really, you know, did, did they affect the outcome of the game? Yeah. Was it something they shouldn't have done? No. They should have made that call. So it is what it is. Either way, agree or disagree, I don't really care. Um, that's my opinion. Anywho, so that so if you disagree with me, good for you. That's fine. Um, but no, con- congratulations to the Kansas City Chiefs. Uh, we're in this weird time now where I realized how much I rely on sports because – you know, every Sunday we had games to watch, and then Monday we had games to watch. Thursday night we had games to watch. And during the baseball season, every night, for the most part, there's a game to watch. And right now we got nothing. Like, I, I have nothing. I don't want to say we have nothing because you could be an NHL or NBA fan. Like, I don't really care about the NBA anymore. Uh, and Hockey's never really been my thing. So I know that there's professional sports being played, but nothing that I'm interested in watching. So I'm in this weird time where it's like, I got nothing. I, I don't know what to do with myself. So me and my girlfriend are just kind of like kicking it on the couch in the evening and like just watching TV and that's it. And I usually just fall asleep on her lap watching TV because, you know, I'm getting older and I need naps, apparently. Who knew? Um, but I and, and I've been watching a lot of wrestling lately, too, because of being involved in the uh, Undisputed podcast with Bobby. And I need to know what's going on in the world of professional wrestling. So I'm I'm watching a little bit more wrestling, and they're doing a, wrestling right now is pretty hot. Like they're doing they're doing well. WWE is doing an extremely good job with what they have. AEW is is good most of the time. It's more focused on the wrestling, um, and the, it's 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 kind of brutal. It's like a throwback. It's like this weird like trying to be. Um, what the hell was the name? It was ECW, and uh, it, it they're just they're they're trying, and they're they're not doing a bad like I'm not gonna bash AEW like they're they're doing a pretty good job, but it's, I don't want to talk wrestling. Um, anyway, what I did want to talk about, I know I'm I'm like you know, God forbid I formulate thoughts before I get on the mic and start recording, but here we are. That's kind of how the podcast is and has been. So um, what I'm thinking now is we went and saw, um. Joe Coy last night. Now, I'm located in the Albany area, Albany, New York, and Joe Coy was at the Palace Theater. Not a huge venue, not a small venue. It's kind of like our mid-size venue here in Albany, New York. He sold out the, the Palace, which was awesome. And uh, I swear to God, Joe, I think Joe did like an hour and a half. And for about an hour and 25 minutes, I did nothing but laugh. Like, he was absolutely hilarious. And I thought it was one of the best stand-up shows that I have ever been to, uh, if not the best. I, I forgot. I had actually, like, put it out that it was the best I'd ever seen. And it slipped my mind that I saw Bill Burr last summer here in the Capital Region. And Bill was absolutely fantastic. Um, so between Joe Coy and Bill Burr, Two of the best stand-up sets I have ever seen in my life. I saw Joe Gatto here in the Capital Region as well from the Impractical Jokers fame. Uh, Joe is a super – his show was great. Laughed a lot for the show. Got to meet him. He is everything you want a quote-unquote celebrity to be. Joe Gatto is a sweetheart of a human. Recorded a video for my daughter, uh, which was absolutely awesome because her boyfriend had broken up with her earlier in that day. So I asked him to do a, just a video message to her and – she was beside herself. You know, 15 years old, it's hard to be the cool dad and, and get those cool points. And uh, I did that by uh, sending her the video. But let's talk about Joe Coy and kind of riffing pretty much the entire set that he did because he had said, I'm coming off a special. I released a special not that long ago on Netflix. 
and I don't want to recycle those jokes because like you've either seen them or heard them or you know you can watch them on Netflix why would you pay for a ticket and I just recycled the jokes that I've already done so he did some old stuff he did a lot of riffing or freestyling as he said you know coming off the top of my dome uh, with stuff and I, I thought he was I thought he was hilarious and uh, what actually inspired me to come in and to do the podcast today was I read a uh, a review of Joe Coy's show last night in one of the newspapers that's here in the capital region. And the guy basically said that the show sucked and like the way Joe did his set and how it was very scatterbrained and not really prepared and it wasn't polished and it wasn't this, you know, cultivated set that you expect from a stand-up comic, which I like that style of comedy, but watching Joe do what he did last night, um, it's kind of, it reminded me a lot of what I do when I'm doing radio station events and they give me a microphone and put me on stage. There's a lot of, it was crowd work, it was interaction and stuff like that and coming up with jokes on the fly and making people laugh. And I'm at, I don't, please don't get it twisted. I am not comparing myself to Joe Coy and could not do what Joe did or any of the stand-ups did, but it's very similar to the way I get up on stage and do my thing when I'm doing a radio station event. So it was very awesome for me to see him do that because it reminded me of, I was like, oh shit, like I, this is what I do. Like, this is awesome. So as I'm reading the review uh, in the paper and all I could think of was it, it, so I get it. Like you didn't like the show. It wasn't your cup of tea. And I, and I understand that. Uh, the issue I have is comedy is subjective. You, you'll hear this all the time. Uh, what's funny to me is not funny to you. What's funny to you may not be funny to me. Uh, you know, so you're kind of, it, it's all a matter of opinion, but the way he just had a really hard time with the way Joe did his thing and the jokes and how he did a lot of callbacks and stuff like that during his quote unquote set that he did last night. And while I'm reading this review from a guy who writes for a newspaper, uh, granted they are, you know, they have a website as well, but I'm like, did you write for a a newspaper like I don't even know how many people read that anymore or care about your opinion and what bothered me was reading opinions given by somebody that um, doesn't do it now if somebody uh, from the stand-up world had written this and was like that was you know Joe basically robbed everybody at the show like then I would I would take into consideration a little bit more of their opinion. And I also get that this was an opinion piece. You're writing a review. It's your opinion of that. But all I could think of was, just out of curiosity, could you do anything or could he do anything that Joe Coy did last night? Could you get up on stage and, and actually cultivate yourself a set, like put it together and refine it and then get up and do an hour of stand-up? Or even better, could you do what Joe did last night and do an hour and a half of some older jokes and then just, you know, crowd work and riffing? And that's why when I read the review, I went, this is garbage because this guy couldn't do that. And that's the problem I have is critics like to criticize, obviously. They criticize something that someone works a lot on or does something. They go out there and they put themselves out there. And to dog somebody like that doing something that you could not do or even attempt to do, then I, I can't take what you're writing seriously because I want to see you get up there and I want to see you try it. And if you get up there and you try it and you find out how difficult it actually is to, to do something like he did last night, well then, if you do it successfully, 
I will take your opinion and go, oh, okay, it makes more sense. You've tried it and you, you, you did it. You did it successfully and now I get it because you're not at the level where Joe's at, where Joe is like doing shows at Madison Square Garden or selling out the form or, you know, performing overseas. He's, he did a special in the Philippines or not the, excuse me, no, in the Philippines. Yeah, because he's Filipino. Like he, he did a special over in the Philippines. And so I'm like, dude, if you can't do it, you got no right to criticize it. And I'm, and I'm learning that more and more and I think, my mindset really changed on things when I got involved with the pro wrestling podcast because I now see all the criticism that's coming from the internet, right? And the, the trolls, these faceless people on the internet that want to give their opinions on everything from professional wrestling to fighting to comedy. It's like, what are you doing? Like, could you do anything that these people do? Like you're, you're quick to say how bad it was or how uh, you would have done things differently with a storyline or in the ring or this move was that. And it, but could you do it? Like could you get in the ring and, and perform for 25 minutes doing what, you know, these professional athletes do? Could you get up on stage and do the jokes and, and put yourself out there and run the risk of flopping? That was another thing that I saw was in there it was that uh he bombed like he, he, joe didn't bomb last night bombing would be a room full of quiet like every joke you tell you nobody's feeling it people are booing you whatever joe coy did not bomb last night by any stretch of the imagination people were la like the whole place was laughing for a very good portion of the time it's not like i me and my girlfriend were just sitting there and we were the only two people in the show laughing like idiots and they weren't chuckles they weren't courtesy laughs they were like legit belly laughs and my face hurt when we left the show and I would like there was a couple of times I was laughing so hard like I started crying and I was like so I read this review and, and then really that's what it boils down to and and like my point in all of this is if you are not willing to do what these people are doing whether it be stand-up comedy professional wrestling boxing UFC anything uh, a professional athlete getting out on a field a baseball player a football player if you've never done it at the highest level if you've never done it at any level and i'm not talking like oh i played baseball when i was a kid like i was involved in a baseball uh podcast with my friend matt whom i love to death and we talk baseball and i have knowledge of it but i'm not going to criticize people who do it because i can't do what they do you understand you know what i'm saying like it's I can talk about what they did, and I have knowledge of how to play baseball and what you're supposed to do, but I can't go out there and execute it And because I know how hard it is. Like, I would try. I could try. I could get up to bat against a Garrett Cole or, or a Noah Syndergaard, but I'm not going to make contact with those pitches because even though I know what to do as a hitter, I still have to hit the ball. I still have to make that contact, and I have to execute so if you've never done what these people are doing, please take it easy when you're criticizing. And I don't give a shit if it's your job. Like, I understand. So this guy wrote this whole, this, this article about Joe's set, and he is a quote-unquote critic. Although most times, I guess he does like restaurant reviews or show reviews, like, you know, Broadway plays, musicals, stuff like that that comes to the area. But that's not the same as getting up on stage and, and doing stand-up comedy. So if you can't do what these people are doing, you should probably take that into consideration before you dog the person who did what they did the night before and, and put yourself in their shoes before you write a completely damning uh, critic or a, a review of their show. And granted, obviously, we both we have different opinions on what we saw last night at the show. That's fine. But... 
for you to be in a position to publicize it, okay? And I guess I am in a position too as I record this and it's going to be heard by, you know, seven people. But that, <laughs> but that's besides the point. If you are in that position, be a little bit more weary of what you're putting out there, you know, and, and when you're that critical of someone, and I get it, Joe Coy is one of the biggest names in comedy, right? That, like I said, selling out MSG, selling out the form four shows in a row. Like that's, that's pretty fucking impressive if you ask me to sell out the form four nights in a row. I couldn't do that. There's a lot of comics out there that could not do that. We laughed. There was a lot of laughter at that show. I went to go and, and forget reality and just be entertained by this man who is getting on stage by himself and doing what he does. So the review that I read today in the, the paper that is here in the Capital Region, now if you are a local person and you, you, you know, it's the biggest newspaper in the Capital Region. So um, it was garbage. It, the review was absolute garbage. And I don't agree with it. And I think it's trash that you, I don't know what you were expecting, but I thought the show was amazing. So I critic, you know, you put out your review and you said it was junk. My review of the show was I laughed for an hour and 25 minutes out of an hour and a half set. I, that's a successful show, if you ask me. But that's, yeah, you know, again, it's all opinion. Like I said, it's subjective. It's comedy. It is subjective. Depends on who you are paying attention. And I get it. He went there with the expectations of whatever it was. He didn't get that. So he dogged the show. I thought the show was great. It seemed to me that everybody in the audience thought the show was great as well, and there was a lot of laughter. So there was not a bomb last night. Uh, Joe Coy did not bomb in Albany, according, you know, contrary to what you might read in that paper and what that guy thought. So um, there's that. Those are my thoughts. It's Inside the Mind of D. Scott. Uh, subscribe to the podcast if you'd be so kind to. Tell your friends about it. I promise to be a little bit more active on the podcast and uh, try to get some more stuff out there be a little bit more consistent with the pod. Uh, that's pretty much it. Like I said, if you want to uh, check out the uh, Undisputed podcast with Bobby Fish, it's me, Bobby Fish, and our friend Frank Ferrero. Uh, we got some great guests on there. If you're into pro wrestling or combat sports, we talk a lot about that stuff and have some really big names on there. So you can go to the Premier Streaming Network. That's where you find that. You can listen to it uh, wherever you're listening to this podcast. And if you're into the paranormal and the things that go bump in the night, of course, Psychic on the Scene with Katie Manning, Michelle lyons Polito, and myself. And then this podcast, Inside the Mind of D. Scott. Thank you so much for listening today. Uh, I appreciate it. And uh, that's it. Uh, I'm going to go now. Bye.